tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, Clone Club. Uh, we're happy to have you here with us to break down Season 3, Episode 7, Community of Dreadful Fear and Hate. And I am very excited, because everybody's here. We've got the whole AfterBuzz. It only took us seven episodes. But we've got them all together. I never thought it would happen. Better late than never, right? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, am Will Link. Next to me, Mr. Matt Lieberman. Hello, hello. Cross me, Anna Koppel. Hey. And Megan Salinas. Hey, Clone Club. Look at that. Everybody's together. This is very Yay. exciting. Isn't that a beautiful yeah. thing? And what an episode to be together for, because uh, this was really the best example of our favorite sitcom, The Hendrixes. It's <laughs> so sure. good. And, I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week, about how, well, they're going to give us a lighter episode next week. They're going to, you know, kind of uh, keep things a little looser after the heavy episode. And, boy, I mean, this is a sitcom. This is as farcical as an episode of Frasier or Three's Company, you know. Yeah, well, every every season has an Allison-centric episode. Um, and now, here's my question. Is it always episode seven? No, because... Last season it was, but the season before it was episode six okay. was the one where, uh, where Donnie was getting hot glue. Right, all right. <laughs> so it's around this point in the season every year. But what I really enjoyed about this episode, what I enjoy about the show in general, is they're very aware that they do hit certain beats every year, and they're not afraid to, A, embrace it and try to give the fans what they've come to expect, but also build on that and change things. This was a far more expansive Exciting and and high stakes version of that episode than we've seen in the past, uh, and I just I so deeply deeply enjoyed it. No, agreed. This was this was a funny episode, but that didn't mean that the stakes weren't high or that there weren't tense moments because there were there were plenty of those. But it was still really enjoyable, and like you said, it was a really good follow up to last week. And mm-hmm. poor Paul, poor Paul. All right, I know. I know. You're still reeling. I am. I am. You've watched that video (laughs) at least 50 times. The memorial video? Yeah, just weeping. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know my life. Before we get into some of the specifics of the episode, I just want to do a little, a bit of business here. Um, as you know, especially here with the Clone Club, we love hearing from you. So keep sending your tweets, your comments. You know, we look at every single one of them and obsess over them. And um, don't miss the chance to take our very important listener survey at podcastone.com. Uh, your responses are going to help us make this show the best it can be. Uh, it only takes about three minutes of your time, and you get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped each and every one of us. So uh, you can tell us how you feel about the show and uh, let us know how we can make it better. Uh, so go take the survey, podcast1.com, and uh, keep the tweets and comments 
coming. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your support. It really does mean the world to us. You know, we do this on our own time. We do it for free. And and the fact that you guys are constantly talking to us about the show and that you care enough, you know, potentially to do this wonderful survey to make sure that all of our shows here at AfterBuzz TV uh, become better and better and better. It really just does mean the world. So thank you. Yeah, I love each week. I feel like I'm, I'm tweeting with new fans <laughs> of, of uh, breaking down the show with us. It's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. And for those uh, watching live right now, we're keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTV Orphan Black on Twitter. So feel free to tweet us if you have something to say or if you have any questions. Just anything you want to say to us. We'll, we'll be keeping an eye on it. Do it now. So now this is a little bit of a tougher episode, I think, to break down in the linear fashion that we do because this Allison story gets so crazy, out of control in such a wonderful way. But for once this week, we're going to start with the Hendrixes. And it starts off with a little bit of a little bit of reminder back to Dyad. There's some self-monitoring going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Donnie's taking the numbers and stuff. And at first, I wasn't exactly sure what it is. And I was like, oh, of course, he's getting the information for Dyad. He's still working as a, as a monitor, really, which you kind of forget about. Right. Well, they've reached a place where they, they know about Topside. Uh, they've self-actualized. And, you know, they're still Still cooperating, providing this information, and it's it's great just because we haven't seen that all season. It's nice to remind us, oh yeah, they have this agreement with Dyad. You know, uh, I know that I have a monitor. He's my husband. We're going to provide you with the information so you stay away from us. Yeah, we've been so focused on uh, Castor and the Prolethians that like this kind of stuff kind of fell to the back burner for a little bit, and now that that other stuff has kind of died down for a bit, then we can go back to it. Is anyone else intensely curious about what was going on with Topside for all those episodes that Delphine was away? Yeah. What has she been up to for, like, the entire season? I'm sure we'll find out in episode 10, or next year. I, I have, well, I have a theory about that, but maybe I'll save it for predictions. Aww. Oh, well, maybe I'll just tell you now. <laughs> there, was, there was a, um, it looks like next week we're seeing a new clone, which I assume spoiler is, alert. spoiler alert, uh, is Crystal, the one that was in the elevator with Mark, not Mark, oh, um, Rudy. Oh, Rudy, yeah. And, so and one of the casters. <laughs> unless this was just cleverly edited or whatever, it looked like Delphine was talking to her, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was supposed to have happened overseas, and I wonder if maybe we're going to get a little bit of information that Delphine was maybe talking to these other clones or dealing with these other things while she was away. So mm-hmm. that's my that's hmm. my thought on that. It's a good thought. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. very good thought. It's Thank a good you. theory, good prediction. Um, but uh, you know what I thought was interesting? The juxtaposition between. Allison's attitudes towards Dyad, which was actually kind of positive, like, hey, these people are the only ones we have around. And Kasima, who was almost, I mean, if I, I feel almost irrationally going against Dyad. Well, but Allison didn't have that. It was Donnie had that attitude. Well, later, Allison, though, does tell Kasima, like, you know, we have to. She does. You're right, you're right. That was towards the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, Kasima used to be the one who was like, ah, they're cool enough, we should, and and works there and whatever, but yeah, and I wonder whether her distrust for Dyad is really, she's sort of projecting that onto Dyad, and really her distrust is for Delphine, Uh, but... Yeah, and and I actually was thinking that too. That I don't really see Diet as the big bad anymore. No. Do do any of you? Yeah. Know? With uh, Castor seemed to be more of a threat. Um, 
I wouldn't count Dyad out just yet, though. Again, we kind of forget about them with Castor and the Prolethians being as big this season as they were. So we kind of forget Dyad, especially with Dr. Leaky being dead and with Rachel being incapacitated. But they still have a patent on these women. I don't see them being an ally really anytime soon. They, mm-hmm. they, they're at kind of a state of equilibrium with our clones, but. I still don't trust them, and I don't. I don't think they should be 100% compliant either. Although I think you're 100% correct. I think it's less about giving information to Diet and more about just her issues with Delphine, yeah. feeling like Delphine is intruding on her personal space after they've broken up. Yeah, I, I think you both made like incredible points. The the thing that Delphine does this week, coming to uh, what's the name of the new girlfriend? Shay. Shay. Coming to Shay's apartment like that is a huge violation. It's totally invasive. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. It was so unacceptable. Yeah. And on so many levels. And to to excuse it by saying, oh, well, we're very concerned about your levels. Like, no. Wholly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You could have sent anyone. You could have sent anyone. You could have texted. You could have called. Right. You could have she, done She anything. would have came back to the lab eventually. Right. Yeah. She, she, was not yeah. Yeah. she was coming yeah. to work that day. She Had she been... actually just waited mm-hmm. around, she could have talked to her at work. Yeah. There's yeah. absolutely what is this, no What excuse. is this, like, I, and excuse the term, but what is this, like, dick-measuring contest that she's having with Shay where she's like, this is my territory. I want you to know I'm still around. I'm her boss. Don't you dare get too comfy, because I'm going to sneak back in there. Okay, now, there has been some conversation that maybe Shay's the new monitor. But this, I think, disproves it. Yeah, I don't believe that anymore. I used to think that. Well, I still don't trust Shay. I don't trust her for a second. I still trust Delphine more than I trust Shay. I would agree with that too. You know, because Delphine is crazy. Look, we, shouldn't crazy. Trust, we shouldn't trust anyone. <laughs> Look, Delphine is maybe a bad ex girlfriend. Maybe <laughs> she's an invasive ex girlfriend who can't let go of some things. But I still believe she has Kasim. When she wants Kasim's urine, it's because she wants to make her better. She really does. Yeah. I, Showing up at your ex's new boyfriend's or girlfriend's place and asking for urine, I think, makes you the craziest of all Is it because this is, this is a request I've made of many of my <laughs> Listen. Listen, I know we're not together anymore, but Standard I need your breakup now. Crazy. Standard breakup procedure, right? Yeah. It's all just the red tape. Crazy or not, they didn't break up because of a lack of love. She still deeply, deeply loves this woman, which is also why she well psycho this week. Uh, but the fact is, she definitely, definitely loves her, and she misguided or not, has her best interests at heart. Well, do we even think that this was about their relationship in general, or do we think this was just a way to get Kasima to where Allison was at this episode? Oh, you mean just from the writers, just a plot yeah. device? Yeah, it, it was just kind of like a, like, we'll make Delphine it, act kind of out of character and being really intrusive to get Cosima to where we a, need her to be. I think it's a mixed bag. I think if you are, if you are as... First of all, Delphine is going to be pissed off that after what they had together, Cosima would move on that fast with some strange hoe. Okay. <laughs> First of all, from Tinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you are a powerful Was it enough sapphire, sapphire. Yeah, powerful enough executive that you are able to spy on your ex, <laughs> you are going to let that ex know, "I know where you live." <laughs> right. 
Alicia right. Perez on Twitter uh, was asking us, uh, do you think Delphine is a crazy ex-girlfriend stalker? Yes. yes. So. Yeah, <laughs> yes. to a point. To I don't point. even have to think about that. Uh, and I don't think that it was it was just a vehicle for that, because they easily could have gotten Cosima there anyway, where they asked for the urine at the lab, and Cosima still says, Scott, cover for me. I'm going to disappear for a while. Well, yeah, I think the, the, the contrivance could be the fact that she doesn't want to give her own urine. But I think you're right. I think it's less... She wants to give it to Dyad, and, and more she doesn't want to give any give in at all to Delphine in any way. Right. So maybe it's not as much of a contrivance as originally thought. Can I raise a, a thought? I, I know that not we don't. Right now. <laughs> I don't. I know that we don't trust Shay, but how much effort and luck are you putting into the equation when you put your sleeper agent on a dating app, a lesbian dating app? Praying that they even <laughs> that she even swipes her right, like that's well, ridiculous to assume that she would. They may have found out that she, that Kasima's on Sapphire, mm-hmm. and yes. then and then put several people on as possibilities. Uh, and she just happened to be the one that was picked. Yeah. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Shay might have reached out to her first. We don't know who reached out to who first. But if, if Sapphire works like Tinder, and I have to imagine that it does because they're clever writers who da- tie this thing to reality, they both have to swipe right, so Cosima had but to I'm, swipe right. I'm saying if Shay reaches out to her first and Cosima's like, well, th- they've created this profile or whatever that is something Cosima would be interested in, that right. they've used whatever, then Cosima's more likely to swipe right. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Have so, you ever used Tinder? No. Uh, you, there's no contacting beforehand. You can't contact each other no, no, unless you there's contact. Right. But I mean, there's still like there are certain things about somebody you would see on this app that's yeah. appealing to you, oh. and they've they've kind of collected those things and put it into Shay, the ultimate lesbian girlfriend. Right. And if anybody knows what Kasima's into, it's Delphine. So if she helped build this profile. Then this way, and they could have built several profiles just to. They don't mm. just have like one backup girlfriend, right? I mean, they had yeah. to have several well, people on standby. They just have lesbians <laughs> stashed away all over the country. Well, yeah, they're they're a major corporation. They have no books of women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, binders full of women. That's what I'm binders full of women. Um, Mitt Romney runs Diet now. Um, so. Back to the Hendrixes. Let's get back to the Hendrixes. So Allison and Donnie go to Allison's mother's shop to close the deal. And immediately you know this isn't going to go on because she is awful. She is just as awful as I guess we all kind of secretly hoped she was going to be. Hello, Chubbs. She's the worst. Well, Donald Donald Francis Chubbs, Chubbs is his real name. Yeah, yeah. not just the clever Donnie nickname. took his wife's last name. It makes me so very happy. <laughs> well, it's it's oh gosh. On the one hand, you <laughs> totally see why Allison is the way she is. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, just meeting this character, she's one of the most passive, aggressive. You know, she reminded me a lot of Mother Gothel, actually. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, yeah. Just in terms of the the, the way she would just jab Needle, at needle, Allison. needle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was mm, so frustrating. Yeah. Well, what was great about this episode is we got so much about Allison's backstory now, including something that we had wondered, because I think we had kind of wondered, was Allison adopted? Was we, it, but we it was had, in, yeah. in vitro. Mm-hmm. And it was just that somebody swooped, the dyad people, I guess, swooped in for Project Lita and and, uh, and gave her gave super her, sperm. Yeah. <laughs> gave her uh, some not, not Jewish swimmer sperm, but... Um, 
Yeah, blonde uh, Jewish swimmer. <laughs> Not something you'd ordinarily see, but there he was. But uh, uh, but gave us uh, our wonderful clone, Allison. Yeah. Oh my Blood God. Sperm. I she know that. <laughs> I know that this oh, no. is kind of like skipping ahead, but I feel like we're going to have to jump all around yeah. in this storyline. But how freaked out were you guys when she revealed Kasima to her mother? Like I was flipping out, and then of course she just like she sees it. And then refuses to admit what she saw, because that's exactly who that person is. In fact, she thought she was mulatto. Yeah, because yeah. of her damn, because of her dreads. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, the like um, I was I was intrigued by where they were going with that because Allison had just been on a roll, mm-hmm. you know, for for the latter half of this episode, and so I was like, okay, cool. Where are they going with this? And then because we everybody reacts to the news about clones differently. Um, they're either in shock or... I, I don't think anybody has been this flat out in denial before, though. Well, she can't... You know, she can't comprehend that the plan that she's had all her life or the, 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 the child that she's had or the sperm that supposedly she had was wrong. She's the kind of woman who keeps all that and I loved really? how condescending she was too. She's like, "No, sweetie, she wouldn't yeah. be a clone. She would be your half sister." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost as if you don't understand what a clone is. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my silly dumb daughter. What was so great about that scene is, yeah. as it was going on, I'm like, "Is she really gonna? Is because Kasima's right there? Is she gonna?" And then she. Then I'm glad that they kind of they didn't like kind of beat around and she just pulled her out. After this whole episode of hiding Kasima and Allison from everybody, yeah. with this kind of uh, you know playing each other, I love that at the end it's just like well fine here look there's two of us yeah and it just it's the most hilarious thing they have the same exact face i don't know about you but i've never heard of identical half sisters before that's crazy the the old lady was distracted by the dreads she couldn't <laughs> tell she couldn't tell it was the same face yeah in her defense maybe she needs glasses and just doesn't wear them because she doesn't like how they look but because of yeah. vanity <laughs> Yeah, I'll get you every time. Honestly, lack of glasses is the only excuse. But one thing I will say, though, uh, to her credit, is that when when Allison and Donnie stroll into her store at the top of the episode, Donnie is throwing his weight around like an a hole. He's just like, "Yeah, we'll be changing the formula of that once we uh, add a little musk. Take over, gonna add a little musk." Well, you know, Donnie's Donnie's been great because Donnie's kind of like a new man, but he's overcompensating a little bit. Yeah, and definitely the whole Jason. Oh my. Yes. God. Got I love the extended kiss. Yes. Yeah. Where he's got a, 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 a I forget the exact phrase that Jason said, but basically, you, you're, consider your land, your territory pissed on. Yes. Which is true, but also at the same time, yeah, Donnie maybe is throwing, but he's got every. I totally get it. Like yeah. I totally get why you'd be doing this. He's definitely pissed. No, he has every right to be upset, but at the same time, he's. I mean, with the game that they're getting into, that's not the way to go about dealing with it. Well, yeah, he's not cut out for that. Allison is cut out to be a cutthroat drug dealer. <laughs> Donnie is not. And I feel like that kind of dead weight that she's going to have in this partnership is going to be, uh, you know, this is going to be a hindrance to her. This well, is going to bring her closer to Jason. That's going to be, I think, the big question going forward. And it's interesting because I never considered that she would actually ever leave Donnie for for Jason or really take his advances seriously. But her attitude towards when Kasima tells her that Jason kissed her, she doesn't really even react to it, which is almost to say that she, like, expected that to happen. Wait, she asked if his lips are still soft. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it was not like a negative, like, he shouldn't have done that, or, oh my god, I have to deal with oh, this. It was it, just yeah, like it a, wasn't negative. 
If anything, it was positive. It was more like, oh, lucky. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, if only I had been myself but at he's that a time. handsome yes he's handsome but he's a handsome drug dealer <laughs> but so, but so is she. she's a beautiful drug dealer <laughs> yes but she doesn't does she consider herself a drug dealer well and well, they were also start. high school sweethearts that's what we forget is mm-hmm. that they have history together they yeah. were together he for was there quite first. some time mm-hmm. yeah so probably yeah, for him Donnie, he's like consider Donnie your territory on. pissed on <laughs> by me earlier and so, yeah. you trot on it. So, yeah, and Donnie, here's the thing. Donnie, I mean, good. I love him to death. Allison is just covered in pee from these two men. <laughs> Ew. Da- a lot of urine in this episode. A lot of urine. I need that image in my life. So, Don, I mean, look, Donnie's, I love him, but he's a screw-up. I mean, he took the wrong envelope. And the second he took that envelope, I, I knew, knew. Like, yeah, that's not the right envelope. Even not knowing why there'd be a second envelope at that time, I knew he took the wrong envelope. As soon as I saw Allison's envelope, I paused it. And I was just sort of like, oh, God. And oh, I was just I was just no. like, names and signatures, and like buttons and signatures. I'm like, God damn it, Donnie. And then Donnie has to go, after standing up for himself with Jason... Go to talk to the Portuguese drug dealer. The guy who took off Vic's finger. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I, I, that's another thing, though, that they're very into, like, the cutting off of body parts with the paper cutter. And I just wonder if something traumatic happened to either uh, John or Graham or if... Maybe an art class accident. Something. <laughs> Something. Maybe there was like a legend, like one of them grew up and there was like everyone, all the kids talked about the local drug lord and that he cut off somebody's whatever and it's just sort of Somewhere like, in Toronto? Yeah. <laughs> there are drug lords in Toronto, as proved by this episode. And Donnie is awesome when he walks in there. He's like kind of suave. He's speaking the language, literally. Yeah. Un poco. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie can speak Portuguese. And just then it just all, it was so, everything was so perfect and it all falls apart so <sighs> And then, so this is where really kind of our little farce really hits, starts to go crazy. Because Allison has to leave to go to her mother, who is having one of her apparently many heart attacks, just to basically mess with her. Anyway, her mother's a Marcy Goat supporter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... Then Kasima walks in just when it's picture time, and the second that happened, and from day one with the school trustee thing, Matt, you had said that there will be a debate, <laughs> and, and that Kasim, not Kasim, but you said definitely someone would step in. But yeah, yeah, I didn't think it would be Kasima. Never would have considered Kasima, which you know inspired choice. Oh my god, I can't believe that the audience didn't erupt. There wasn't like an outcry when she said, you know, as a lesbian, yeah. and I'm just sort of like. <laughs> Lesbian supporter. She recovered. Yeah. Well, because did you see the way Marcy reacted when she met Felix? Yeah. Like it was, it was the most condescending, terrible, awful thing. Yeah. I hate her. I hate her. Oh, I wonder how that'll go with your conservative voters. And then also to point out that Allison's mother is one of those conservative voters. Mm -hmm. Um, What was great about using Casima is. All these other clones, to a point, are an actor. Allison, literally. Sarah as a con person. Helena has had to kind of move in and out of situations as an assassin. Cosima is the one who's always just Cosima. She never has to play anyone else being a scientist. So what I loved is that it took her, and they've been doing this with Cosima so much this season, took her out of her element yes, again, yet again, and she was so uncomfortable yeah. with the whole idea of it. Although she should have realized right away that, you know, just as one of the Alita sisters, 
this is what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should take an improv class. <laughs> yeah, every, if you're a clone out there, make sure you take improv classes just in case this ever happens I to you. I would kill to watch all of the clones in an improv class. I know that that is an unnecessarily expensive and time-consuming scene to shoot, but Graham and John, if you're listening, season four, give me my improv class. <laughs> and could you imagine the poor instructors like, oh, wow, we have um, quintuplets? I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, my God. Helena playing Zip Zap Zop. I can't. <laughs> it makes me so happy. The other thing that was just so great is that Cosima's blind, basically, for most of this. Yeah. Like, she's, like, walking around. Felix has to lead her all over the place. He and gives I just, her a loveless, sexless marriage bang. Which was a great line. However, after that twerking from the previous episode, after all that craziness, I'm wondering how sexless this marriage has been lately. I think they're probably being more passionate now than they ever than they have been in probably years since they first got married. Yeah, they definitely they've gotten their mojo back ever since they buried a body together. They have their they got their groove back collectively. You know, one of our um, one of our uh, commenters mentioned last last week. Um, we talked about it on the show, and I want to get your thought on this: that every season, this couple will accidentally kill someone. <laughs> because in the first season she did, in second season, Donnie, Lady, yeah. and now maybe this season together somehow they'll accidentally maybe Jason. Or Marcy. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, she's definitely, she's now got even more of an axe to grind and she was already suspicious. So that would definitely be interesting. They are just nut burgers. The two of them. <laughs> this is not how people. That, this is not how people behave. By the way, school trustee. I did not realize how big a deal in Canada. The whole town showed up. <laughs> I mean, Anna, do you know who your local school trustee is? I have no idea. Well, you should find you out. Should find <laughs> out. I should run. You should, <laughs> you should run yes. for school trustee. Forget mayor. Oh my Forget god. For mayor, couple for trustee. Yeah. Couple for trustee. I vote. Yeah, I would. I would move to your district just to vote. For yeah. Oh, and that it. Marcy Coates, she ain't gonna be smug for much longer when Koppel takes the vote. That's right. <laughs> you want to see some redistricting? Woo! I'm gonna redistrict you out out the door. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of moving pieces here. Cassina's <laughs> taking nice. photos right when Allison comes back. Allison's got to now switch the money out with the with the the, the signatures without which, being seen, which I thought for sure. I mean, Marcy did kind of see her, but I thought that was going to be a bigger thing. I thought for sure there was going to be a scene where Marcy's looking in an envelope and where she was, was going to be like a bribery charge what or something if, like that. What if in that moment, what if that was the moment that the whole series changed and they really broke open the whole clone thing and she made a big fuss and then everyone started looking at her and then looking back at Cosima and back and forth and back and forth and all of a <laughs> and sudden... And then the jig is up. And then they have to say, we're, we're twins! We're twins! <laughs> uh, and then Mom there to say no they're not and then it's just like everyone knows about clones mm. or or dyad kills this whole could, town yeah <laughs> like we're now oh yeah delphine i like the idea that delphine has to murder an entire school district now to protect oh, the leader clones <laughs> i mean i wouldn't put it past her oh my god and it's out of love I recently was on a panel where we spent a lot of time talking about what didn't happen and what could have happened and so I just feel like we should maybe move on because it was not um, 
It was not received well. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I know all about that. I know all, about, all about that. Are you I, kidding? <laughs> Megan and I have built our careers on talking about what could have happened and what didn't happen, but would be cool. I would That's say. Very true. I would say the fans of that show have got to get their stick out their uh, uh, the stick out of their ass. Oh, okay. they are uh, a little too Marcy Coates for my taste. <laughs> okay, we do have a question on Twitter, just in relation to the dilemma that Allison is in. Uh, again, Alicia Perez from Twitter. Do you think Allison would cheat on Donnie if you were her? Who would you choose, Donnie or Jason? Well, she's Ooh. already cheated on Donnie. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Yeah. Um, who would I choose? <laughs> this the, is a question for the panel. If the marriage wasn't working, I would have a discussion with Donnie, and if it led to divorce, so be it. But I personally would not cheat on my spouse, so I would say Donnie. Same here. I Yeah, if you're married, I say kind of keep it that way. I understand the excitement, but, like, come on, girl. I mean, Jason is very handsome, but... Yeah, he he's a totally fine hottie, but... Uh, I, I would actually say that, especially when she's talking to her mother, that their marriage is stronger than ever. And, you know, there was, there was a day, Will, your favorite episode, where she was, you know, nailing him with a hot glue gun. Yeah. And, um, you know, her mother says, that, oh, you know, maybe Jason will still be around. And, and she when you make the right decision, when I like I made with your father, that um, <sighs> you know, there, was, there was a day when, when Allison was waiting for that day. But... I, I think that day has come and gone, and she is all about Donnie now. And I would say that day would be a lot further away if it wasn't for the fact that he'd keep doing things like take the wrong envelope. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look, well, now, that, now that Big Dick Paul is dead, obviously you stick with Donnie. Look, all, all I am going to say... All I'm yeah, going... Paul can't sleep with any more clothes. <laughs> all I'm going to say... Is she could twerk just as well with uh, with Jason as she does with Donnie? I think that Jason be way into twerking. Well, and they they have a family though. Like her and Donnie, they have a family. They do have they? Because I ain't seen them kids <laughs> in the longest time. Who's watching these children for someone who's all about family, giving speeches on family. These kids exist to walk in on stuff. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's very true. That's like the main point that they serve is to walk in when they are not supposed Send to, them to say what's going school. on, and then be shooed away. Why do they ever hang out with Kira? I mean, oh, they play dates. You know, they should really totally have play dates. They're cousins, aren't they? Gets, well, yeah. then they'd have to explain cousins, what, yeah. how they know each other. And Kira's going to tell uh, them, yeah, your mom's my sister's mom. Or my mom's sister. Yeah, that's going to be... Allison's still trying to keep this a little more... Hush, hush. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this actually, you know, since we're taking course, so this is a good time to mention iTunes. Yes. Uh, you should definitely subscribe on iTunes, you know, star ratings, all, all that, comments, uh... Yeah, because, you know, guys, I don't know if you're aware, but After Buzz TV puts out over 100 hours of free after-show content every single week. It is the largest, we say at the top of the show, and only because it's true, it's the largest online content provider anywhere, and I will take that, I will take that to court. If you want to fight me in court, we can (laughs) fight, because it's the truth. And your ratings and reviews are the best way to not only support this show and let us know that it's the best Orphan Black podcast that you've ever heard, but it also keeps the lights on and the doors open, because it's how we attract our sponsors that keep all of our shows running. It only costs you nothing, and it only takes you a second, so please. I couldn't have said that better if I was Matt Lieberman. <laughs> um, and we're actually, if you guys look on iTunes, we're the number two Orphan Black podcast. I think we should be number one. There's no reason why we aren't. Who's number one? 
Some other douches. <laughs> now that we let me tell you what. Now that we got all four fire. of us, it's going to number one. That was the key. Yeah. Um. You know, we're talking about Jason and Allison's mom, and you know. Jace, I mean, I'm surprised that he has such a way over her because he seemed like kind of a punk kid back in in high school, and you wouldn't think that Allison's mom would would like something like that. Listen, I, I thought he was a jock, like less of a punk kid and kind of more of a jock. Was he wearing like a leather jacket, yeah, talking he's a about rocker. hanging out in the parking lot all day. Yeah, that's that's also true. It's just there there was a picture of them and she was a cheerleader. I assumed he was a member of some sort of sports team. I feel like he's legitimately just straight up James Franco from Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know what's so funny about that though? He did the thing that Allison couldn't do. He convinced the mother to sell bubbles to, to by hitting on her. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, oh, you're such a charmer. And she's like, I'm so glad we've stayed in touch all these years. I'm like, doing uh, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've stayed in touch with my high school boyfriend's father all these years. Have you stayed in touch with your high school boyfriend? <laughs> I have not, but actually we recently got back re-in touch. Oh. But but no, for all those years we had not stayed in touch. How's his dad? He's wonderful. I love him. He's one of my favorite people of all time. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they're doing well. <laughs> Dan Pine, I love you. There you go. Yeah. I said, hopefully he's a member of Clone Club. He is, yes, he is. Um, so, there's the great scene then with the speech, and I thought that, you know, Cas- I mean, Casimo, I mean, she even said that, like, it was terrible as she was walking off, but they were able to, you know, Allison, the pro as an actress, was able to seamlessly come back, like, still coughing Good and transition. stuff. Yeah. Good transition. Yeah. Although nobody seemed to notice the difference in hair length each time, but, you know, you know, maybe not an observant voting block. <laughs> to be fair, all of her, like, Seema's hair was all up except for the bangs, and Allison's hair was down, so she could have just let her hair down. Yeah. It wasn't, like... Mm. Yeah. Also... <laughs> no, I thought about it. I did. Also, when two people have the exact same face and body, the hair thing seems less conspicuous. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then she gives this speech about that family that the people of the district love. They they ate it up, and it was a great little kind of victory, mo- victory, but also a great little moment of family for the show. Really, she's speaking about the district, but she's really speaking about our Lita clones. Yeah, and Felix, and Felix, who is an honorary. Clone. An honorary Sestra. Yes, and exactly. Family. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was. I thought it was good. I mean, look, it looks like. I mean, do you think she's got this election locked up now, or do you think Marcy... Uh... I think Marcy's going to be on the warpath. She's looking for revenge. Yeah, I think Marcy's going to start fighting dirty, and she's going to start digging for stuff, and she's going to start finding stuff that we don't want her to find. And it's going to be time for a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Marcy is murder. the one to get killed. She goes to confront them about the uh, their drug business. Yeah. You know, maybe Marcy's someone who wants power. Maybe her whole thing is, oh, I found out about this. I'm not going to call the police, but you're going to back out of this race. And then they kill her. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> just another day at the Hendrix house. I mean, yeah, just another body to bury in the garage. <laughs> I, I think that's a plausible possibility because she did not... First of all, she didn't take kindly to Allison running against her in the first place. Second of all, she didn't... She's not liking the idea that Allison actually 
got enough signatures in the first place, and she's certainly feeling threatened by the fact that her speech went over really, really well. And so, I, yeah, I definitely see that as a possibility, given that she doesn't look like she wants to play fair anymore. And I loved then finally where, and, and we talked about it a little bit before, where that story ends in the in the bathroom, and it's a great little sisterly moment between them because you know first of all they're talking about Jason and the kiss, and then there's also this you know they're really looking out for each other. Allison decides she does not want to give her her urine because she wants to make sure Kasim Kasim is gonna get well, and that's not gonna happen with not the right samples and stuff. And it's just really kind of like sweet Swiss sisterly moment until then the mom shows up, and then there's that great <laughs> moment that we already talked about. I have a question. Uh, if Kasima's been taking Allison's urine, where are they getting these levels that they're concerned about? Has she always no, been? She taking hasn't urine? been no. in the past. This is this is a new request. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I like how at this point in the world of Orphan Black, <laughs> like just getting the text of, "Oh, uh, Kasima wants my urine." Okay. Like there's she's no, gonna like, have to come here yeah. if she wants it. <laughs> there's not like that's odd. It's <laughs> nope. like oh, as long as she comes here, I have time to give it to her. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean you always have time. She's gonna do it anyway. My schedule. I, I have news for you. I've had friends show up at my place of employment to ask for urine in my life. So see, I need not clothes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we know exactly I've had why. People show up at my place of employment to ask me or to uh, to give me urine. <laughs> Yeah, but that's only because like I work you, at a lab. You didn't even have to ask for it. That's no, really great. It's because I work at a lab. We process urine. Gifting uh-huh. you. I don't work at a lab. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Each week, it's a different bodily fluid discussed on the. On the I have no idea what you're talking Up next, about. Next, mother's milk. Yes. Well, <laughs> I've got a lot to say. We actually um, did have a comment on iTunes saying that like it was a great, it's a great panel and a great after show. Shockingly inappropriate at times, but great. <laughs> I don't understand how it's shockingly inappropriate. I think we're talking about very serious topics. Well, like speaking of pussy, but if we get you said it, Megan, I can't believe that you just said pussy right now, and it makes me so happy. And I just want to give you the world's biggest hug. And when you say the word pussy, the world smiles with you. We'll hug later. Okay. So, speaking of important things related to the clones and family, Sarah and Helena. Yes. When the episode starts, it's very rare we don't start at the start with with one of these victims. But at the start of this episode, Sarah is there in this little uh, cantina or whatever. Cantina. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Can I just say how cute Helena is with a little cowboy hat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Helena in hats, whether it was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jesse, the the tow truck guy's hat, the cowboy hat. It's great. Helena in hats is fantastic. She's got a face for hats. Yeah. <laughs> there is a new Tumblr started right now, and it's called <laughs> Helena in Hats. <laughs> so uh, that scene was great. First of all, yeah, there was this oddly intuitive barkeep who knew Helena was pregnant. I feel like she's got to be a she's got to be a little bird, right? Who told Mrs. S where they were. Yeah, I think it's well established that when Mrs. S actually walks into the cantina that that they know each other. Well, Anna's shaking her head. No, because they were waiting for Benjamin. So Benjamin probably told her. Otherwise, yeah, there was no reason for her to hide, like, except for the fact maybe they're afraid Helena would kill her. I guess that would be a reason to hide. But it is odd, like, she's this odd, kindly barkeep who says to a customer, use my shower. 
Just use the shower. They'll settle it out. I understand women. Like, it was just... But she did. Yeah. Listen, I don't think you've ever been to Mexico, but everyone there understands each other, and they're all very giving. It sounds like a beautiful Truth. place. Yeah. True. Um, so... Helena is there. She is going to kill Mrs. S. This is the plan. When Mrs. S gets here, she's going to kill her. And who, or when they get back to Canada, she's going to kill her. And who walks through the door? Mrs. S. And there's kind of this, this showdown between the two. And Helena basically decides, well, I'll eat and then I'll kill her. <laughs> I do love how she's like, outside. We go outside now to fight to the death. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, I love also her plan. What's your plan? I find my boyfriend. We will raise baby and drive tow truck. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm very invested in the idea of those two getting together. Although Jesse, I can't imagine that relationship working out. But another Why? spinoff I would watch, though. Yeah, watch Elena it. and Jesse in the tow truck raising their babies. Yeah, yeah. and the tow truck is alive and it talks. <laughs> And it helps raise the baby, too. And it's got, like, a little smiley face. Yeah, it's a third parent, the tow truck. <laughs> I don't like that. Well, yeah. come on. Well, we'll what would we'll it be called? It we'll talk, well, you'll give me notes. What would the sitcom be named? Yeah. Spitball some ideas. Uh, um, like, uh, road trip, or, I don't know. Uh, an assassin, a truck, a man, and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a perfect title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Just roll off the house. Yeah. So there's this great scene where Mrs. S and Helena really, really go at it. And Mrs. S is not going to hit Helena. I'm not going to hit you. And Helena just keeps punching her and punching her. And then just finally, almost on reflex, Mrs. S just, bam, hits she her. And decks like, her. Oh, my God, I just punched a, a pregnant, pregnant woman. woman. Okay, I figured out what the show would be called. It would be called Toe Ordinary Family. <laughs> That's good. Okay, that's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> um, Zero. That's what they pay me. <laughs> and it's your worth every penny. Thank you very much. Sorry, go back to what you were saying that was actually important. <laughs> so, um, so Helena and Mrs. S are having it out. And then she kind of just, Helena just kind of breaks down in Mrs. S's arms. Like, they, they, Mrs. S grabs her and she breaks down. She basically tells her, like, you're part of the family now and we're, we're family and, and we love you. And it's, and, you know, at first I thought that maybe Helena was getting over it too quick. But then it occurred to me, like, probably no one's ever held her like this and said these things to her. So, I don't know, what did, what did you guys think? I think there's uh, I think there's some truth in both things that you're saying. It is a little fast, and it kind of happens off camera, which was disappointing, because I feel like that's a huge moment for her to uh, really forgive her and talk it out with her. But at the same time, she's rarely, if ever, received uh, unconditional love or positive reinforcement. Um, The only time she's ever gotten positive reinforcement was for killing people. Um, So for this woman, even someone who betrayed her, to say, I'm not going to let you... I'm not going to let you kill me. I'm not going to die with you hating me. I want you to know that you are loved and that you are part of my family. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. we saw last week she was able to forgive Sarah and come back for her, um, and so it's it's not too far fetched to see that mm. she would be able to forgive Mrs. S as well. Um, but you're right; it, it might have been a little rushed. Um, but that's not to say that there aren't still hurt feelings. Yeah, like saying sorry and kind of agreeing not to kill somebody doesn't necessarily mean you've forgiven them 100%. And to Matt's point, I hope we see some of that. Like, we see some of that on screen in the episodes to come, still maybe her adjusting to that idea. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I buy it. Uh, okay. I totally buy it. it. You know, I think Helena has always wanted a family, and I think Mrs. S said all the right things, you know, that, listen, I did this for Sarah and for Kira, and I, I think explaining that Kira was part of this, That's too, what, yeah. I think makes sense to Helena, uh, because if it's just her or Sarah, it's like, well, wait a minute, why is Sarah more, like, why is somebody valued over me? We're equals. We're sisters. We're the same. It doesn't matter. I, you should not have thrown me under the bus like that, but explaining, like, Kira was part of this decision, too, I think that got to Helena and to say we are your family and we're going to help you with this baby and it's like that she needs that she needs that support and wants it and loves it and I totally get it Mrs. S knows how to melt her butter Yes, she does. Yes, she does. And can I just say, Mrs. S is such a badass, sitting there, bruises all over her face, drinking a beer, talking about being a granny. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I love her. I love her. And also, what I love then, the scene between her and Sarah, which you realize how this family is weirdly growing, because now Gracie's in their care, too. Yeah, Like, she's gonna, I mean, you feel like she's really gonna become another unofficial Sestra, maybe. You know, being part of that, living in a house with Mrs. S. I love her just this. giggling about it. Just like, yeah. Gracie's little world was too. Wild, weird world. <laughs> this is a woman who devoted her life to protecting children. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense that, that she'd be happy to have even more around. Um, also in that scene, uh, Sarah calls her mom. Yeah. She kind of breaks down. Sarah Whoa. is yeah. very right. upset and she's kind of like, you know, this whole episode she seems kind of spent and doesn't want to deal with anything. She's reeling from Paul's death, just she's in this horrible situation. And then at the end, she's like, she needs her mother, and she calls her mom, which is the first time I think we've ever heard her refer to Mrs. S as anything other than Mrs. S. Yeah, she's, I'm tired, mom. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really, it was really a sweet moment, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and it all fit into, and that was cross-cut with the whole family thing, so. Well, there's one more clone that we gotta talk about. And it's Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's in German. If you were to say Rachel, it would be Rachel. Okay, great. I loved the Rachel stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last week we kind of talked about how much we felt sympathy for her getting humiliated by Felix. Even though we know Rachel's a horrible person, we felt sympathy for it. I think I equally felt sympathy for the look she gave when she realized she was going to have to learn all the rules <laughs> to the game that Scott was going to teach her. I find that a far more fitting punishment yeah. than Felix drawing on her eye patch and you know yelling and screaming at her and berating yeah. her. I, I feel like being forced to play this game I've got was a, way more fitting. I've got a tweet here uh, from yesterday from Erica at ehungry302. Scott was a little al- alpha this episode. I think I like. I loved oh, yeah. it when he was like, oh no, no, no. Well, that's not how this works. We're going to play this game. So anytime someone comes in here, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, and I just love that look of like, oh no. (laughs) And he took glee in that. He took such joy. Well, she used to be his boss. She used to make his life hell. And, uh, yeah, and you're right. It's the fitting punishment for them. And yes, Scott took glee in that. And, but he's also, she can't fight it because he's kind of right. Like, we better have our cover straight. I I mean, come on. It's not like she has anything better to do. I mean, she wasn't exactly lying when she said, I'm so bored. Right. You know? (laughs) What else is she going to do if she's not hanging out with Scott right now? But I'm worried that I'm going to learn how to play this game (laughs) through these scenes. I already know there's like 14 rounds and a harvest after every round, so... Not after every round. At the end of each round, there's a harvest, Matt. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. There are seven stages, and there are 14 rounds, okay? There's seven stages, 14 rounds, and there 
there is there are is a harvest after each stage. All right. I feel like you guys are discussing the the, uh, the cones of Dunshine. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, another spin-off series. It's will, about the cones. Yeah. Another spin-off series will be Scott Pizza and cones? Rachel just going over this. So this game, game it's a whole network. series. Game yeah, show game network. network. Yeah. See, I don't understand why they didn't make a digital version version of this game and put it as an app for smartphones well, because that would be an amazing time and I would totally play it. I imagine, yeah. I imagine it. it's yeah. probably because Settlers of Catan would probably sue them. Why? <laughs> uh, it, that's just... I'm guessing just that's when this game different. is... is, is it a re- or is it a real game? It's agri... Course, what is Agricola. it? Agricola. I'm pretty someone, sure it's supposed to be Settlers of Catan. I saw Agricola. someone. I saw someone tweet something that made me think it was a real game, but I can't remember the details of that tweet at well, this point. My, <laughs> that's why we have smartphones. Google race. Google but race. I will say that Settlers of Catan, the actual game, has ripped apart friendships. It, it has like torn people asunder. Well, maybe this one will bring Scott and Rachel together. <laughs> I hope so. Agri- Agricola is a real board game. It's a German-style board game created by Uwe Rosenberg, published for Lookout Games. It's oh. real. Fine. I'm wrong. Uwe I always makes some of the finest games. <laughs> of, uh, yeah. So, anyway, though, but beyond the game <laughs> Must play, be big in Canada. <laughs> it takes a long time to play. Beyond the gameplay here, uh, Rachel... Is basically so. Unless I'm following this wrong, the book is coded in a way that will allow those symbols are kind of a secret language she had with her father that will allow her to unlock the genetic code that they've been looking for. Which makes sense, as because she she needed the actual code. She had the key this entire time, like we were hypothesizing last time. But we just she didn't know that this book existed, and or and we didn't know that it was those symbols were part of a a fun father daughter language <laughs> that they created. So now she's gonna be unlocking the code, but she only wants to tell Sarah what's in it. That's where we kind of end. That's the big cliffhanger mm-hmm. of this episode. So that's where we leave off with Rachel. So, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that. I think we need to talk about what's happening next week. So I say we go to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I want to know what you were thinking at the beginning of this episode. You said there was a theory that... Yeah, and then you made him say it. Yeah, and then I said it. Oh, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, Matt, would you like to start? Sure. Uh, Rachel and Sarah hate each other, and I'm very, very curious. Like, basically, she's not getting Sarah in a room just to tell her this stuff. She's getting Sarah in a room to A, torture her, and B, get her to let her out of this awful place and uh, then betray her. Uh, easily, definitely. I really want to know what's going on with Topside. I think that Delphine uh, knows a lot more than she's saying. Um, I think that we're going to get a clash between Lita and Caster before long. We only have four, three, three episodes, episodes left in the season, which means things are only going to ratchet it up further and further and further. Um, I do think that Allison is going to get bit by the temptation bug, and she's going to uh, have a little kiss with Mr. Jason, especially because she's just sort of like, I got cheated out of a dang kiss. Um, yeah, Allison would think that way in some weird... Right, yeah. I'm just sort of like, well, he thinks that he kissed me, and I didn't get to enjoy the damn kiss, so I'm going to at least get one more, damn it. Soft um, lips. Soft 
lips. I think Amarcy Coates' murder is definitely in the offing. I hope that's coming. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, so, okay. This, this is the big question mark for me. If Shay is, in fact, not who she says she is, She's either a monitor, and this whole Delphine drop-by was specifically so that uh, Cosima won't think that she is a monitor, or I, I, I can't think of who else she would work for. Unless Caster. there's yet another faction, I don't think it's Caster. I think, see, my, my prediction was going to be later, my other prediction was going to be that Shay works for Caster. That Caster has someone on the inside... And it's going to be Shay, that she's slowly getting more and more closer to another I mean, Lita clone. We don't know much about the higher ups, just that they sold out Paul when he when he came to report this. So mm-hmm. and that we've seen that they're not above experimenting on civilians, so I wouldn't put it past them either. I'm also gonna throw out there Dr. Cody is dead, Rudy out for blood. And he he's not going to rest until he kills the people who killed his mom. Dr. Cody's not dead. I think no. she's still no. very much nah, alive. Cody's she got alive. blown up! No. Uh, <laughs> they, no, they both made it. They booked it. They both hmm. made it. No body, yeah. no death. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a hard, fast rule. <laughs> what do you think, Anna? Uh, I think that the intuitive owner, bartender from the, the cantina is going to make a reappearance. She knew too much. She was used to... You don't just let anybody use your shower, right? It's a personal (laughs) thing. Uh, So she's coming back. Uh, I think that Sarah will get Rachel out of Dyad. I'm standing my my, uh, Cal prediction that he's going to... To sell Kira, not sell her, but give her <laughs> to to, uh, to Caster or Di- probably Caster. Uh, and and what else? Uh, I had something else. Oh, oh, I have a question about yeah, one of your predictions. Oh. So you think Sarah's going to help Rachel get Rachel out at at some point? But do you think that Rachel is going to eventually genuinely fall in line, or do you think this is all part of a trap that Rachel is starting to set? I think. She will temporarily fall in line. I don't think that she's in a place right now to set a trap. Uh, I think that for a minute she will uh, appreciate her sisters, but uh, but ultimately she has no heart and no no eye. Then no eye. <laughs> she's got one eye, guys. Got one, one eye. <laughs> <laughs> um. I will go off of one of the things that you said. I think that Cal is going to lose Kira. I don't think he's going to give her away, though. I think they're going to take her from him. Um, because that, that is a great, excellent way to kind of get payback at Sarah, um, is by taking away her daughter, who supposedly is safe right now. So it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, Rudy was making a beeline for what, what is it, Iceland that they're at? Yeah, they're in Iceland. Yeah, Iceland to go and steal Kira away. Um, because that's a great way to blackmail Sarah, uh, and to get her to basically do anything you want. My only thought with that would be is we've seen that done so many times. Like, maybe they do do it, but I kind of hope they don't go that route. I hope not, either. I, I want Kira to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other prediction that I have... Oh, gosh, I had it, and now it's gone. Shoot. Oh. Well, I'll say a couple of things. If it comes back to you, then we'll... Uh, um, I think Rachel is setting a trap. 
I think that oh. it's not right. It, you shouldn't underestimate somebody when they're so, like, you know, right now people are thinking, oh, she's damaged. Oh, she's oh did you got it? It did come back to me. Um, now that Helena is back, um, once they get Helena back to Canada, they're... Um, the Prolethians are going to come back because they cast away Gracie when they find out that Helena is still around. They're going to come after her. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that wouldn't surprise me one bit because they're still out there. Still on my baby. Do you, do you think we'll ever see Jesse again? No. No. I, see, I, don't th- I think there are a lot of people we're never going to see again, including the cantina girl. But and End of season five, he'll walk into the bar that they're well, at. Well, you know what? Yeah, if we ever see him, it'll be late in the series, and it'll be because they wanted to give Helena, like, an ultimate happy ending, or the possibility of a happy ending. I'm gonna throw something out. Oh, finish your thoughts. Oh, yeah, I was just sorry. gonna say, um, I, I, I'm just kind of reiterating things I've already said. I, I think Shay's working for Caster. I think that's gonna be the reveal with her. And I think that when we see the, the stuff with the new clone, I think it's going to be Crystal, and that uh, I, I think that's what we're going to find out what Delphine was up to. I think she was going to talk to her. I think Delphine knows a little bit more about maybe the testing that Castor has been running, which is why she goes and seeks out uh, this other clone, who hmm. probably doesn't even know she's a clone. Hmm. I'm going to throw one last thing out there, because this show is so heavily, heavily serialized. But how interesting would it be, and unexpected... If between this season and next season, or between season four and season five, we do a time jump, and we come mm. back, and Jesse is back in the picture, and Helena is a little more normalized, socialized. I'll tell you what, I think a time jump could do the series well, in all honesty. That would be an interesting way to kind of, going into the next season, freshen things up a bit. So I, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I usually hate time jumps, but it could work with the series. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they... And look, things like we said, Daya doesn't seem as much of a threat. If they kind of, in the next three episodes, kind of neutralize the caster threat, then it might make sense to we revisit them, like, I don't know, a year later when they get back. Plus, also, I don't necessarily know if I want to see Helena have to carry this baby full term. You know if what I mean? If we just want to skip to after she's had the baby. Although, Tatiana Maslany hasn't played, like, really pregnant and it could just be another you know notch in her belt of things <laughs> she can play brilliantly so and all the fun things she's going to eat when she has food cravings <laughs> I didn't think about that yeah. now I want to say normally yeah. I don't want to see them go through this. I don't want the pregnancy episode but now I want that I want blueberry pie and I want herrings <laughs> together or together yeah. in yes. one bowl okay so I think kind of bowl yeah <laughs> In one bowl. I think we have covered everything. So uh, I think all that's left is to... uh Megan, why don't you uh, give us a little plug? Sure thing. Uh, I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Turn later on tonight. And I've started writing articles for the movie Chick, Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Anna. You can follow me at Cop of Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Matt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. If you like anything that I do here, I'm also doing two podcasts for the SourceFed Network. Uh, you can catch me on Superhero Roundup, where we talk about all the comic book movies and TV that you could possibly imagine, as well as the SourceFed podcast, which is just a purely comedy podcast. If you think I'm funny, you should go listen to that. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Will Link. And you can also listen to my pop culture comedy podcast, Will Sean Podcast. You can find that on iTunes. Anna, who is my guest this week? 
I was. You were. I was your guest this week. So if you have not listened to that I yet. need to listen to it. If you are ever going to listen to my show, Clone Club, listen this week. It's me and Anna. We talk a little bit Orphan Black. It's fun. Uh, so we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Clone you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.